Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So I've been thinking a lot lately about toxic positivity. So we've all been going through some stuff, right, these last few years. And I feel like it's really common to want to try to help somebody. But do you ever just get frustrated sometimes by people who tell you to always look on the bright side or to just keep smiling or like one of my favorites? It could be worse, right? So culture, I feel like, tells us that we're supposed to live in this like constant state of joy. And it's become super trendy to try to be happy all the time. How many like t-shirts and candles and like stickers, right? Bumper stickers or whatever. Do you see with the phrase good vibes only on it? And I've always bought into this literally. Like I've spent so much money on these kinds of products thinking that if I just wore a shirt around in public that says I'm happy, that people will think a certain way about me. And all of a sudden I will be happy all the time. Or I buy a $50 good vibes only candle with healing crystals on top that's meant to clear away negative energy and create this like super happy environment. And if I buy this candle and I light it every single day, I'll never have to deal with sad feelings ever again, right? Like I totally do this and I know a lot of other people must too because these candles wouldn't sell for $50 if they didn't, right? So What actually is toxic positivity, right? Like what's the definition of it? Toxic positivity is defined as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. It's the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's this like forced cheerfulness. And it can be so damaging. And I'm going to get into why in a couple of minutes. What does it look like, right? Because maybe we see it out there or, and we don't recognize it. So I'm going to name a few examples here because I think we just all need to start having the awareness. It is the constant brave face despite all the chaos going on around us. It's always trying to find the silver lining in every situation, no matter how difficult it is. It's ignoring your feelings, so bottling them up and pretending that everything is okay even when it actually isn't. It's pretending that everything is fine. It's telling somebody who is going through something difficult that everything happens for a reason, which honestly has always been my go-to to say to anybody, even my mom, when my dad was really sick. Like, that makes absolutely no sense to me why I would say that right now as I'm thinking through it. But at the time, it was my default because I didn't know what else to say. And lastly, my favorite example of toxic positivity 
is only posting ideal photos on social media, not the real life ones, right? So why do we do this? Because we're taught to. As a culture, we don't like anything that's not rainbows and unicorns because it's uncomfortable. I think we often rush into positivity because we genuinely want people to feel better. We hope that if we just say the right thing, that somebody else's pain is going to go away. And we also selfishly hope it works so that we can move away from the difficult topic and save ourselves the pain and discomfort of being with somebody who is struggling. We're literally taught to believe that the goal in life is to be happy all the time. Again, like we all grew up watching movies and reading stories that ended with everyone being, you know, happily ever after, right? But sometimes, despite all our efforts, things just happen that we can't control. And sometimes, maybe we're not happy. And when we're not, we feel pretty conflicted, right? Like we're told that we have to be happy. So if we're not, then it must be our fault. Then we feel shame because there must be something wrong with us if we're not feeling happy. And on top of this layer of shame comes another one, right? Culture tells us that we should be grateful for what we have and that we should focus on all the positive things because it could be worse, right? So now we feel guilty for not always having positive feelings. We feel bad for having the feelings and then we feel bad for feeling bad, right? Brene Brown calls this comparative suffering. It's like, who am I to be sad? Because there's people out there who have it worse than me. I shouldn't feel this way. I should feel grateful for all that I have. I shouldn't be scared or tired or angry. And all those shoulds are so dangerous. It's like we begin to rank our suffering and it causes us to feel guilty when we're not suffering as much as somebody else is. But this isn't how emotions work. We can't just turn them on or off with a little like internal pep talk. And what it does is it minimizes the legitimacy of our feelings, making them essentially seem invalid or not as important as somebody else's. We don't need to rank our hurt or our pain against somebody else's. We need to give those feelings attention so that they can heal. And that's the only way that we're going to actually feel empathy and compassion towards other people too. I think there's also another layer of, of anxiety here too, around the pressure to always say that you're okay. When someone asks how you're doing, do you ever actually like expect a response back other than somebody saying good? No, right? <laughs> it throws us off guard. If we, if we say, actually, I'm feeling pretty awful today. Nobody knows what to do. So to not make other people uncomfortable, we shove our real feelings aside, which as we know, you know, also invalidates all those not so great feelings that are part of being a human. Positivity becomes toxic, I think, when it's used to cover up silence or any negative or uncomfortable feelings, which is, again, like I just said, part of being human. When we disallow the existence of certain feelings, but not others, we fall into this like state of denial or like repressed emotions. And it can lead to feelings of inadequacy and worthlessness. It can also lead to burnout because we're constantly putting on a face and pretending to be happy. It can take a toll, therefore, right, on our mental and emotional health. 
And most damaging, I think, it can create this environment where people are afraid or don't feel comfortable expressing their true feelings. When we're constantly being told to be happy, maybe we start to feel like our negative emotions aren't valid, like they don't belong here. And that is the opposite of vulnerability. By saying, just look for the silver lining or everything happens for a reason to people, right? To other people or to ourselves, we're overlooking the fact that sometimes being a human just sucks. There's things that happen that we just can't control. And if we force ourselves to always see the bright side of everything all the time, then we miss out on experiencing those real, raw, vulnerable feelings that come with being a human. Sometimes like there is no silver lining. Something sometimes things just happen. We have crappy situations and that's it, right? <laughs> so I'm going to use this <laughs> because it's almost Halloween, I'm going to use this metaphor. If we keep ghosting our own emotions, they're going to continue to come back to haunt us until we finally deal with them, right? Like how many times do we get into this cycle where we just shove something aside or we avoid it? And then we, and we don't actually deal with it. And then it comes back again, right? It comes back, it comes back, it comes back. And this time in a different form and this time maybe a little bit more painful, right? In all reality, we all, we know that when we avoid our negative emotions, it's just going to be worse later on. So how do we deal with toxic positivity? I think the goal here is not to be happy all the time. The goal is to live a full emotional life as a human experiencing everything that life throws at us, both good and not so good. So the first thing I think we need to do is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This requires tons of courage, by the way, and a willingness to get outside of our comfort zone. When my husband lost his job the last time, my default reaction was to say to him and to myself, right? Like everything's going to be fine. I went out to Marshall's and I bought a bunch of signs to hang up in my house that says, everything's going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason. Like everything in the end is going to be okay. And I never really allowed myself to acknowledge the fact that everything might not be fine. I did this, I think, because it's the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to say in the moment. It's a lot harder to accept the discomfort that things have changed. He has changed. Our lives have changed, right? But we need to be brave enough to sit with these hard thoughts because that's the only way that we can really allow them to move through us. I think we also need to realize that emotions are tools. We need to think of our emotions as basically like information, right? All emotions are functional and they have a purpose. They're signals. So we can't just shove the negative ones aside because they're trying to tell us something, right? Like negative emotions like anger or fear or anxiety tell us that something is off and it needs to be addressed. Positive emotions, on the other hand, like happiness, I think allow us to foster connection and opportunities to be creative and to to be part of somebody's life and be helpful and empathetic, right? 
So we need to recognize that all of these emotions are here for a reason. I think lastly, we also need to know that there's a difference between genuine optimism and toxic positivity. The big difference, I think, is the ability to stay rooted in our own reality rather than dismissing the presence of those authentic emotions. So optimism, I believe, can exist among all the not-so-great feelings. It's not just optimism or nothing. Optimism, I think, recognizes, or genuine optimism, recognizes that these other feelings will exist, and it's important to let them out and to acknowledge them. And it allows us to, all the feelings, to coexist in one. Genuine optimism, I think, is the recognition that we can still be good people throughout all of our emotional states. It provides a support, right, to ourselves and to others. And it's saying that it's okay to cry. It's okay to have these feelings. And, and it's okay that things might be hard right now. When we think of it like this, optimism isn't denying the fact that negative emotions exist. It's recognizing that tough times are inevitable, and it's using it as an opportunity for learning and growth. It allows us, I think, to like avoid the extremes, like that a situation has to be either positive or negative, which is right back into that black or white thinking again, right? It allows us to have more room for all the gray in the middle, which is all part of being complex human beings and living in this world. All right, you guys, that's what I had today to talk about. I really feel like this is a topic that has come up so much for me recently, and I wanted to just share my thoughts on it. Um, if you like this, you know, as always, feel free to share it with a friend and um, feel free to also go over and write me a review on Apple Podcasts so I can reach more people. And as I mentioned before, feel free to check out my Mindful Money Mamas Facebook group. Thank you so much, you guys. I'll talk to you next time. 